This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everyone, thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, Editor-in-Chief of GreenLivingIdeas.com, and today I'm happy to have with me Brad Van Unen, who is the Marketing Director for Ecotimber. Brad, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks, Sean. So, tell us about uh, Ecotimber. Well, Ecotimber is a wood and bamboo flooring company. Uh, we were established in 1992. There were three guys who went on an excursion to the Amazon jungle, came back just devastated by what they saw down there in, in terms of the rainforest just being clear-cut left and right. So they decided to do, to do something about it, and Ecotimber was formed originally as a lumber company. Since then, we've uh, focused in on the flooring market. And what makes us unique is that the eco part of our name is where we come from. That's our foundation. Mm-hmm. Well, so what, what makes, you know, and this is a huge I think area of discussion in in the green building segment of of the industry in terms of people wanting to live more sustainably when you get into green building, you know, in fact, a lot of people have a knee jerk reaction is you don't use wood floors. I mean, that's, that's what you hear from a lot of people. It's like, oh, you have wood floors. Well, that's not very, you know, uh, very green of you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think I think that's really a, a gross generalization, and it, it's really about the deck, as is always the case, the devil's in the details. Exactly. Um, I so, think um, people need to understand that wood is a wonderful, it's a great renewable resource, if and when it's harvested sustainably. Yeah, it's, it's, it gets you closer to living naturally, which is something that's come up on another program that, that I had recently, an interview, and you know, it's really, there's a big difference between living with natural products in the home and man-made or synthetic products mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how it feels. And it's something that, you know, this is more on the healthy home side or just the, the human experience of living. And, and this is obviously our homes are places that we hopefully we spend a lot of time. Absolutely. You know, and so living with natural products like wood, again, as you said, if, uh, you know, if we're not, we're not cutting down, uh, uh, I was going to say yeah, we're cutting down old growth trees and such or non-sustainable uh, trees. But actually, I, we, we had the interesting thing come up about old growth being meaning a different thing on the East Coast versus the West Coast. But I'll, I'll, we'll get into that later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where, where it's, it could actually be a positive thing uh, as long as uh, it's done properly. So what, what is Ecotimber's take on it in terms of your own corporate philosophy and how you um, source the wood and such? Because uh, I know there, there's, there's the reuse camp, and, and these aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. There's mm-hmm. reusing wood that already uh, exists or coming from other sources like you know barn wood or, or things like that. And then there's you know working with, in some, in some cases, uh, U.S. or overseas um, you know, uh, farms or whatever the technical term would be for whoever's growing these trees, uh, you know, uh, and getting them in sustainably, so like bamboo and, and such. What, what, how, how do you guys divide the mix up? Um, pretty equally between those three. Um, the majority of our products and our biggest focus is on um, new growth wood coming from sustainably harvested sources. And these aren't tree farms. They're not necessarily plantations. Usually we try to avoid plantations. 
um, because what is a plantation but usually a forest that's been cleared out to grow a monoculture, right? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we look for uh, sources that can provide us with uh, sustainably harvested wood, and by sustainably harvested, uh, we equate that with Forest Stewardship Council certification. So any new wood that we have is going to always be FSC certified. Well, uh, let's talk about that, sure. just since you brought it up. The FSC, that's an that's a organization that comes up quite a bit with regards to anything in terms of flooring, um, particularly because, like, obviously, the wood, the wood usage that goes into f- to wood flooring. Um, tell, tell us a little bit more about the FSC. You know, you know any, or I, I realize you're not a representative of the organization, but I'm just curious. Do you have any sense of like, how many members there are and how, how they're sort of different from these other organizations that are out there? Sure. The differentiation is in their stringency. To be an FSC-certified forest, you've got to go through quite a lot of um, auditing on 10 points, 10 principles and criteria which are public. And those range from everything from pesticide use to uh, indigenous people having some say in what goes on in that land, and most importantly, a sustainable yield. So an FSC-certified forest, therefore, by definition, is being managed in a way to produce a perpetual yield of wood. There'll never you know, need to be a timeout period to let the forest grow back. They're very selectively selecting, you know, the right trees and uh, keeping that forest intact in its natural state. Okay. So I'm curious, too, this is another thing that comes up is, you know, it's one thing for it to be sustainably forested, but sometimes what happens is, and I'm curious if this is a criteria for the FSC and, and for Ecotimber as a company, is when when uh, these plantations in overseas, because it's harder, we can't regulate this as a country or control it in any way, um, and what they do is they'll sometimes, yes, yes, they'll grow uh, the, whatever the product is sustainably. In this case, you know, they'll, they'll have the, the forests of sustainably grown and harvested trees, but they will clear out land that had other more beneficial purposes to, towards humanity or the environment to do so. Do you guys police that in any way, or does the FSC? I believe the FSC does that quite well. I mean, the whole point of, of FSC going in and certifying a forest is that it is a natural forest and exists to be just that. Okay. Yeah, because that's, that's, uh, that's certainly important. Uh, it's one of those hidden things that can happen it's, uh, that, that um, some people, sometimes people don't know about. Um, so, so just tell us a little bit about um, how you know, the use of lumber has changed in, in, say, the last five years from your perspective and where this market's going, where it's been. Mm-hmm. This market is it's kind of a two-sided coin. Um, you have a lot of green products coming online. Uh, eco is the new black, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and with that comes a lot of what we call greenwashing, people putting their own little label on something saying it's eco-friendly or it's farmed or whatever terminology they want to come up with. Yeah, and like what does that mean, right, in each of these cases? Exactly, and usually you're not going to find much except those words, which mean nothing. The FSC is a stamp that gets put on the product itself meaning that as an FSC-certified product, there's what's called a chain of custody certification in that, so that when the Forest Stewardship Council audits, which they do annually, both the suppliers and the manufacturers, they can take that box of flooring and trace it all the way back to the forest that it came from. 
and mostly because of that and because of its stringent principles and criteria, the FSC is the only one of these uh, groups that is endorsed by um, outfits such as the Sierra Club, the Natural Resources Defense Council, even Greenpeace and the Rainforest Action Network. Okay. so the two, Yeah, because I know there's, there's some of these other ones that are out there. And, you know, the, the average consumer is just going to have no idea. You know, you, you slap some sort of impressive-sounding logo uh, and name the, you know, whatever it is. Uh, Absolutely. One such name. It, they don't know the difference. Yeah. One example is called IBAMA, I-B-A-M-A, and this was a uh, Brazilian government setup. And, you know, they have their principles, they have their rules, but just last year, um, 150 of their top officials were arrested for running this massive illegal logging ring. <laughs> and so the oversight just isn't always necessarily there, even when there is some sort of official-looking stamp on the product. Do, do you have, are there other certifications that you'd like to, you know, mention to people as ones that maybe to be suspicious of, or would you just say anything other than FSC? I would say anything other than FSC. I mean, we do have a list of them on our website. There's a link at the top at ecotimber.com called um, Is It Really Eco, where you can see some reports by third parties and uh, a comparison chart comparing the, the top four or five of these organizations, including the FSC. Okay. Well, another thing that would fascinate me, and actually from being on your website, is the fact that, uh, that a company with an FSC certification doesn't necessarily mean that what's being sold is actually FSC certified so that they can kind of get the logo and be FSC uh, chain of custody, I guess they call it, certification, Mm -hmm. but then they don't necessarily have to go and then sell a certain percentage of of FSC wood or or any at all. Exactly. You need to get an FSC certificate in order to sell FSC material, and a lot of companies will use that fact to promote themselves as a green business and selling green products. For example, there's one company, you know, I won't name name, Mm -hmm. name names, that has probably 20 different um, exotic flooring products, and um, maybe one or two are actually FSC certified, but you'll still see the FSC logo all over their website, all over their marketing materials, just not necessarily um, next to one of those actual products. Yeah, that would be what I would call the epitome of greenwashing Exactly. Uh, in this industry. Well, that's unfortunate. So I guess really another question that, that consumers um, and people looking to, to build green homes need to ask is, what percentage of the wood that you're selling is actually FSC certified? Mm-hmm. Rather than just are you FSC certified? Yeah, and not just what percentage in general, but is the product I'm buying actually one of your FSC certified products? I'm going to actually take it a step farther and sure. say that this is a shortcoming of the FSC itself in that they, and I think in order to get and maintain this logo, there has to be a commitment to a certain percentage of sales because otherwise I think it waters down their own brand. It does uh, in a way. It's a mixed bag because that idea also would prevent someone from bringing those one or two FSC certified products to the market. Um, eventually, I would hope that a company with those 20 products, but one, of, one or two of which are FSC, will start seeing the light and eventually you know, bringing on their entire line to be FSC certified. Right. But what the consumer needs to do is to make sure that, A, they are given something in writing regarding the specific product that they're buying, whether that be an invoice or a quote or what have you, and that the FSC logo isn't just sitting at the bottom of that page, but is actually um, the, the words FSC certified are in the line item of the product itself that they're buying. I have a question about also what are the other green considerations to installing wood floors, you know, with regards to treatments and and gluing or nail fittings and things Mm -hmm. like that? Well, most of our products are actually pre-finished. 
um, we're usually talking about air quality issues here, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have a pre-finished floor, most of the time you're dealing with a UV curing process, which means uh, if there is formaldehyde and VOC off-gassing in that, in, in that process, it usually happens at the factory while it's dried onto the wood. It's literally baked on. Um, another issue is the adhesives used in what are called engineered floors, which is uh, a good majority of the of the flooring sold in the U.S. today, especially pre-finished, where you have different layers of wood glued together to, to make the floor, and you're walking on what's called the, the wear layer. Um, and that's typical of like a bamboo-type floor. Yeah, a lot of bamboo, and um, a lot of tropicals especially mm-hmm. are engineered. And this usually you know, involves a much simpler installation process, oftentimes that the homeowner can do him, himself or herself, where you're simply gluing the planks together with your basic wood glue. That being said, that that engineered floor is usually five layers glued together of different woods, and the adhesives used to glue those layers together um, can be pretty full of formaldehyde and pretty nasty. Formaldehyde? Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, you'll you'll smell it. So it has that FEMA trailer smell to it right there. Yeah, lovely. So we've gone out of our way to source some special adhesives that are are formaldehyde-free, and we're using those and the vast majority of our products already. Okay. And uh, very, very low formaldehyde adhesives in other products. Now, what kind of maintenance is required on, on a floor like that? This you know, has that, the, the wear layer, you know, it's already sort of baked and done and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you're just cleaning it once a week, and uh, you don't need to mop a pre-finished floor doing so. It would probably ruin it. Um, water can be the enemy. So it's simply a matter of, you know, putting a mat by the kitchen sink if you have it installed in the kitchen. Uh, sweeping it once a week, just like any just like any hardwood floor. Uh, once in a while, usually once every ten years or so, people will want to have the floor sanded and refinished. And the beauty with Eco Timber um, engineered floors is that top wear layer. Uh, we have some of the thickest such wear layers in the industry, so that that floor can be sanded and sanded and sanded at least three to five times. And that definitely extends the life of the floor. Now, what have you found in terms of, you know, this is a conversation that came up on another podcast about, you know, the, the, the sanding. What, what's, the, what's the most healthy way in terms of, you know, healthy homes as well as mm-hmm. environmental sustainability to, to do the refinishing process to, to maintain your floor after a few years and it's, you know, dinged up and scratched up and you want to redo it? What's the, what's the best way to do that? There's a variety of different ways. Um, there are plenty of water-based finishes now instead of oil-based which can be applied after, you know, years after the floor is initially installed. Uh, One technology that I love to see is a um, dustless sanding system, which involves basically hoses that suck up the dust as as the floor is being sanded so the furniture doesn't have to be covered and so forth. Oh, that's cool. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very cool. I've never seen one of those. So, uh, and I'm also curious about, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your the company itself, Eco Timber, with regards to you know how you guys are sustainable as a co- as a company, or how how you're trying to achieve sustainability as a company and lower your footprint and all those good things. Um, I, I remember you mentioned the story uh, about how the company started based on a, a trip that the the founders took. Uh, do, you know, how, how many employees are in the company, and sort of how do you guys run your operations as a company to be sort of green through and through? Mm-hmm. Well, we have a, a headquarters in the Bay Area of California in San Rafael. And uh, we probably have about 15 employees here in the office and another four or five um, outside our, our territorial sales representatives. Um, one thing that's a part, as I mentioned, is that, you know, the eco is in our name. 
It's in our mission. It's our foundation. We're not a wood flooring company that just came around and recently realized, hey, there's this, there's this segment that we need to get in on. Let's develop a, a special line to, to make those people happy. Um, we're not doing that. So we know green because we are green. And having said that, um, we try to be as green as we can in the office here. Uh, we're also... Um, we do things. We're in the Bay Area Certified Green Business Program. We were one of the first certified companies to uh, to get that certification. And it has to do with things like um, our marketing materials. Everything we print uh, professionally is done on FSC certified paper or at least 100% post-consumer waste paper. We have skylights in our office right now. I'm looking up, and the lights are off, and it's perfectly bright in here. Uh, we have a customer service guy here who's whose second job duty is being the uh, the recycling cop. So we get scolded anytime something's in the wrong bin. Right. So we do our best, you know, to practice what we preach here. Yeah, oh, great. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, too, about education. I know that you've got educational material on your website. Mm-hmm. What else uh, is EcoTimber doing as, uh, as a company, Brad, to, you know, sort of get the word out to people in general? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we do that's different than other flooring companies, we sell through um, an authorized dealer network. And when we set up a flooring, co- a flooring store to be one of our authorized dealers, um, one thing we do is actually train those salespeople and those employees on the environmental issues that we stand for so that they, in turn, can educate their customers who walk in. So we're spreading the word that way. I don't know of any other company that goes in and really explains the FSC to to flooring dealers so that they in turn can explain it to their customers and know what they're talking about if someone comes in asking for an environmental product. Great. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share? Well, actually, before we, I have a question for you about just the products themselves. I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about the you know the actual flooring materials. Sure. In terms of let's switch to aesthetics a little bit. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite floors that you guys produce? What, why are they good? Um, you know, both in terms of their aesthetic quality as well as uh, the sustainability factor. Sure. Probably our exotics line. Um, these are hardwoods coming from South America, where FSC certification is so important. Um, because, you know, the, the Amazon forest is a basin for, for carbon and so forth. So there's a very huge issue down there with clear-cutting and just the disappearance of the rainforest. So by buying an FSC-certified tropical hardwood, we, we think you're actually uh, casting a dollar vote for sustainable forestry, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, these are also incredibly hard and dense wood, some of them two or three times as dense as, as, as red oak, which a lot of people have in their homes. So that increases the durability uh, significantly. Brazilian cherry, for example, is deep red burgundy floor. Um, Because it's so hard, you're not having to sand it uh, nearly as often as you would a softer wood like American cherry. So is there anything else that's coming up either with your company or in the industry in general that our audience should be aware of? Uh, two things. Um, in general, you're going to see a lot more greenwashing in the, in, in the next few years. Already we're seeing competitor after competitor claiming to be eco, claiming to be green, and it turns out they've got the EBAMA certification or the Sustainable Forestry Initiative certification, which is really not too much more than a front group created by the forest industry to, uh, to paint themselves green. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as EcoTimber is concerned, yeah, we're expanding. We're uh, looking to give more options, more colors, more variety, especially in the pricing category. You know, there's this homeowner who's buying his first home or her first home.
home, looking to do the right thing, looking for an eco-conscious floor, and then they see prices, and it's just a little bit more uh, dollar-wise than some of these easy options that they see at the flooring dealers. So we're, we're heading into that market as well to give that person a green option for their first home. It's really exciting. Well, Brad Van Union has been my guest. He is the marketing director for EcoTimber in San Rafael, California. And the website address is www.ecotimber.com. Brad, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Sean. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.